Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry with you, live from Chick-fil-A. Cumberland County blew past Pickett. Warren County lost a third straight game. And DeKalb County remained undefeated while Cookville fell to 0-1 in the region. We start, though, with a hive of bees in the building. Their fearless leader is well with me now. Uh, what a night for head coach Adam Kane and the Upperman Bees. They remain undefeated with a 35-14 win at L.A. Uh, coach, let's go right to the thing that was the most successful for you last night. The run game was uh, about as good as it probably could get in a ball game on a Friday night. What worked so well for Ethan Polk in your run game last night? Well, you know, obviously a lot of credit goes to the offensive line. And, uh, you know, I, I, they had a – quite a different scheme uh for us than what we you know worked on all week so it took us a minute to kind of get adjusted to you know i kind i threw out pretty much everything i had on my call sheet just because it wasn't really gonna work against what they were doing but uh you know we got we got back to our basics and um you know our our down blocks and kickouts and uh you know paul's a hard running dude and so when he's on, he's a tough guy to bring down, and, and that was pretty evident all night. It felt like you're, you guys were, were kind of a little lost out there offensively until he breaks that about 70-yard run. After that, everything started to come a little bit easier. Uh, what's it like to have a guy who can spark your team in, in one play like that offensively? Yeah, it's awesome, you know, and and we've got about eight or nine of them, which is, uh, you know, it, it's a great problem to have. Sometimes it's really difficult to kind of monitor the, the touches with so many, you know, different mouths to feed, so to speak. Uh, you know, but we came in wanting to kind of get the ball on the, on the perimeter, you know, in the bubble screens and the, and the jet sweeps, but they ended up having – you know, some some overhang players that we weren't expecting playing a little wider. And so, you know, we we, we kind of pretty quickly shifted to our inside run game, and, and that's kind of what Ethan does well. Um, and he, uh, you know, he, he breaks tackles and gets to the second level. And, uh, and as the game wears on, he, he becomes a guy that, that – you know, a lot of people don't want to tackle. So, uh, you know, he, he's a good weapon for us. But, again, hats off to the O-line and the fullbacks and e- even the receivers blocking downfield. Yeah, you guys have a lot of weapons. One of them is your uh, sophomore quarterback, who obviously isn't just a, a big guy, a very athletic guy as well. But I want to talk about his response to adversity last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that fumble in on his own end of the field, gives up points, comes back out, doesn't look phased, operates within your offense what does it mean to you as a head coach to see your sophomore quarterback respond to adversity like that in a situation yeah you know you hate to see the turnover especially down there you know in in their you know close to their goal line but at the same time it wasn't a I don't think he was it wasn't shrinking in the moment he was you know he's always a kid that's uh you know trying to be aggressive and trying to make plays um 
I, the only thing I told him was you probably held on to it a little bit too long. Uh, you know, when it, when you get a bad snap, if nothing's there right off the bat, just throw it over there to me, and you know, let's play the next play. Um, but he's a you know he's a he's a really good athlete, uh, you know, a two sport guy, and he comes to work and and wants to compete. And uh, you know, I think in that situation, he was just trying to make a play. Uh, you know, we'll make the the needed corrections on it, but I, I don't want him to you know feel like he can't be himself out there and 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 a lot of the good stuff he does is kind of off script and so i don't want to take that away from him and uh you know because that that provides a lot of big plays for us no provided several last night kind of off scripted rolling out he'd have a guy wrapped around his legs and and able to just use his upper body get the ball you know 20 30 yards downfield how does that help your offense when you have a guy who can getting off script can turn you know nothing into 20 and 30 yards that's huge you know i'm kind of a defensive minded coach and i know how hard it is when you feel like you you play uh you know really sound really good uh defense maybe have a great call against what they you know their call is and then you know you get a kid on the other side of the field that just uh you know his uh ability is just better than the, the than the x's and o's and it's heartbreaking as a defensive coach but it's beautiful when you you got that on your side on offense and uh, and again that's you know the that's kind of the way the game is trending nowadays you know you watch games later today and the teams that are going to be successful have those quarterbacks that have the ability to do that so i'm really excited to have him you know and uh and, and and he's a sophomore. There's going to be some ups and downs, and uh, but he's he's kind of proved that he's got the mental makeup to to deal with that. And so we'll we'll for sure deal with it. And uh, just I got to try to keep him upright and keep him healthy, and and uh, you know continue to get better. You mentioned it. You're a defensive minded coach. I'll uh, phrase the question for both of you. For you, uh, Coach Kane, the the defense. Uh, stepped up in a big way last night at times. And, of course, uh, man, how would you get in the backfield so much last night? You almost lived back there uh, with some of those running backs from L.A. Yeah. Well, I'll let Clayton talk because he, he's the one that's uh, doing all the sacks and stuff. But, you know, we, we, we try to look at each week, you know, what matchup can he exploit the most. And, uh, you know, last night he had several different matchups that he exploited. But, those were huge plays. I, I, I got to give Livingston a lot of credit. You know, they've got some athletic kids, and, uh, you know, they're, they're a lot more organized and a lot more hungry this year than they've been in the last two years. But their quarterback is another kid that can do some things off schedule, and he hurt us a bunch. But I think early on in that game, uh, you know, my man Clayton here did a great job of kind of keeping him in check. I, uh, you know, he, he got a little going in the in the late in the second quarter, but I, I think he had three sacks and a bunch of hurries, and Clayton's a huge part of what we do on our defense. Yeah, Clayton, I mean, let's talk about it. How, how did you, even from kind of snap number one, able to dominate and find your way into the backfield early? Uh, just working every day in practice and getting better with the old line. It's just really nothing new. What was what what in terms of a matchup were you seeing? Was it the was it you felt like your your swim move, your bull rush? What what was working for you kind of early on, and you knew you were going to have a good day? 
Uh, I was just beating him off the edge pretty quick, and the swim move was working on that. What's it like early in a, in a game to, to understand or to feel like you found something and you think you can have a pretty big day out there? Uh, it was just good to set the tone for the game and get us going. Well, you certainly contributed on more than just the defensive end. That's where you dominated, but got a couple plays out there offensively. How fun is that to see yourself dominating on one side and then get to make a couple catches on the other? Uh, it's pretty fun to play offense and get give me the ball thrown. Do you do you enjoy going out there and playing offense? I see Coach Kane next to you, kind of smiling about it. Uh, I like it when they throw me the ball. <laughs> you okay? Very, I love that. Oh, you guys obviously in the middle part of that game, Livingston started to find some success. You guys rallied. You never seemed like as a defense you panicked. Oh, what did you guys tell each other at the half? at the end of the third quarter uh, when Livingston had come up with those two kind of big and late drives at the end of each? We just got to stick together and come back out on top. <laughs> on the other side, uh, Coach Kane, what was your message to your guys at halftime after Livingston has that drive into the third quarter, they come up with another one? Yeah, you know, you know I, my message to the team all week was, um, this is a group that's not going to just roll over for us. And, uh, you know, it's I, – I think this region is kind of showing that every week is going to be somewhat of a dogfight. Um, and, and the game was competitive there in the second and third quarters. Um, but I, I truly believe – the, the, the good thing of it, yeah, you want to beat everybody 63 to nothing, but the good part of it is my guys showed that we have the ability to play our best ball when it's a tight ball game. And I think that's going to be important moving forward. Um, and I think any time they cut it to seven, we, we answered pretty quickly, um, you know, on both sides of the ball. And so, um, you know, hats off to them. Uh, I think they're greatly improved, and they got some really good players that are going to give some people in our region some problems. Um, but I like the way my group responded. You know, my message to them at halftime was let's let's uh, you know let's quit talking and let's just start playing better, and uh, and things will work out for us. And we answered with a good drive to you know in that in that first uh, in the third quarter. And then we responded to the turnover pretty quickly. So I was pleased with that. Head coach Adam Kane. Coach, before we let you go, we talk a lot of offense and defense. I'm big on, you know, the three phases. You had a lot of great special teams last night. Specifically, uh, talk to me about what your kicker is able to do, keeping the ball out of the hands of Daniel Bilbury, a guy who, as you mentioned, certainly an athlete who can beat you in, in any aspect. Yeah, you know, he's becoming a pretty good weapon. He's getting the ball up in the air pretty good on his kickoffs and uh, and getting it pretty deep. And my, my point of emphasis this week with our kickoff cover team was you got to sprint down the field. You know, we, we need to be making contact around the 20-yard line, not the 30-yard line. And I think it was a lot better uh, this week. Anytime you got a guy that can put the ball inside the five, it's going to be a, a – you know a good deal for your team um and and you know the thing we work on with sebastian our kicker is just he's got to be more consistent with it and 
But, yeah, you know, the most excited I get during a game is on a big coverage play because, you know, when I played ball, um, one of the most, you know, one of the the units that my coach really emphasized the most was the kickoff cover team. And so last night we had a couple big hits on kickoff and <laughs> you could see me kind of, you know, throw my arm up in the air in celebration. Cause I, I, I do think those are momentum plays and their effort plays. And, and so I love to see when we do that. Head coach, Adam Kane, uh, Upperman bees, a big 35, 14 win last night. Uh, coach, thanks for, joining us and and thanks for bringing a bunch of the guys with you i appreciate y'all having us head coach adam kane upperman bees i say again a big one last night 35 14 a win at livingston academy i'm colin castleberry live from chick-fil-a on interstate drive built by mountain barn builders this is the high school playbook a new storage building to add room a new space for the animals from gazebos to garages it's built mountain strong by mountain barn builders highway 127 clark range online at mountainbarnbuilders.com live from chick-fil-a on interstate drive i'm colin castleberry let's run down the scoreboard Last night's games, of course, just got done talking with Upperman head coach uh, Adam Kane. It was a 35-14 win for the Bees at L.A. last night. Remember, L.A. will go to Jenkins, Kentucky today. Kickoff at 4.30. Pre-game will begin at 4.15 uh, for them and Jenkins Independent School. Elsewhere last night, DeKalb County on the road at Watertown, a 20-10 winner. Smith County and Macon County had to go to overtime. Macon County Comes away with a 6-3 victory. Lebanon at Cookville was a 41-17 winner. Cumberland County, 63-0 over Pickett County. Red Boiling Springs picks up a second win on the year, 42-12. Hosting Mount Juliet Christian. York, a 27-17 win at Bledsoe County. We'll hear from head coach Derwin Wright later in the program. Jackson County falls 47-7, hosting Westmoreland. Mount Juliet, a 53-13 win over Warren County. And White County and Stone Memorial will hear from Derek Samber and Curtis Beatty at some point here this morning. But a Stone Memorial 28-26 thriller last night as the Panthers walk away with a two-point victory. Right now, though, time to talk with head coach Scott Hughes. Monterey Wildcats last night back in Putnam County dropped a tough game at home, 35-13 to the Bulldogs. Wildcats head coach Scott Hughes joining us now. Uh, coach, thanks for joining me. Hey, always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Uh, you know, you guys do a great job and, and have been supportive of our, our program for a long time. So anytime we can be on and help you guys out, we love to. Your overall thoughts on last night's outcome, uh, 35-13. I know uh, you're going to have a whole lot of we got to do this better and that better, but just what are what are you kind of 12 or so hours later, how are you feeling? You know, we knew coming in it was going to be a tough challenge and, and have so much respect for Coach Lamb and his program and, and so much respect for, for his coaching staff, uh, you know, great coaches and, and great guys. And, and we told our young men that on Monday. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if they heard the words that we were saying this week. Um, you know, it, it was a, a tough game for us. And, you know, it, it, one of the things about it, though, if you can pull some positives, I don't know if you really can, you know, it's 7-7 at the half. And, and I felt we had played about as bad a, a, a 
half as emotionally as we could have, and and that was the big thing for us. I I just uh, you know I, I don't know. I, I I it was it was hard to pinpoint it. We you know football's an emotional game, and it's a game of momentum, and and we never could emotionally kind of get going last night, and, and just didn't have a lot of fire. And you know hats off to Clay County, man. They they played with some emotion, and they played with momentum, and. Uh, you, you see the outcome, you know, because it, it's fourteen seven. I think going into the fourth, and, and you know we're still in it and, and have opportunities, and, and we just can't capitalize, and and that's a byproduct of me. And I got, I got to find a way to reach these young men a little bit better. And, and when you're playing young guys that uh, they're in the grind right now, um, you know, you go look at our schedule, and uh, you know weeks one through three were, were difficult and emotional, and and then you got to be able to get Ant back up to go play a really really good Clay County. Team. And uh, I, I just uh, I, I don't know if if emotionally uh, we were ready for what we were getting into, but uh, hats off to Clay, they were. You talked about it seven to seven at the half, fourteen to seven entering the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, you look up at the end of the ball game; it's thirty-five thirteen. What in what in the world changed? What went so drastically different in that twelve minutes in the fourth quarter for you guys? Well, you know, we, we talk all the time about limiting explosive plays, and, and we by no means done that last night. Um, and, and that's what happened in the fourth. You know, it, it, it was a, a tight game. And, again, uh, you know, we're, we're fighting our tails off a little bit. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, we, we, we get big plate. And uh, hats off to, to Clay County for their athletes. Uh, they went out and made plays, man. Uh, you know, and, and we had talked about all week. Uh, the explosiveness of, of a couple of their athletes, and, and it showed last night. And uh, it, it's something that we got to go back to the drawing board on Monday and, and find a way to, to go out and compete a little bit more and have a little bit more heart. And, and that, that's my job as a coach, to go find that and, and be able to put the pieces back together. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that I have a great uh, team of young men. Um, I'm proud to coach these young men. And, and you know, we're going to go back on Monday and get to work. You look at this defense, a team gave up a defense that gave up just 20 points to an East Robertson team with a lot of Division One level athletes like we talked about last week. You end up giving up 35 to Clay County, and as you've said, hats off to the Bulldogs, and they, and they certainly deserve their roses. But what does your defense have to do to maybe get back to not just last week's standard, but the standard that you guys have for them week in and week out? Well, you know, we got to lock in, and and I know that's a cliche, but um, you know, you you got to mentally lock in and and recognize and understand what what people are wanting to do, and um, you know, it, it it's not easy. Uh, we live in in such an instantaneous society where results are, are, you know, just so fast, and and football is not that way. Whether it's the weight room, the practice field, the game field, you you have to dive in, and and you you have to put that time in, and. Um, and and you have to also listen to what people are saying and and giving you the cues and um, and and that's something that we as a, a young football team and, and a little bit inexperienced uh, you know we we got to get back to and and I thought last night at times um, you know because of some some, some mental focus um, you know we're playing a guessing game and and instead of just knowing who we are and being confident and then there was a little panic and uh, you know that that happens and and you know guys take pride in it. And, uh, you know, I, I really believe that our guys are very prideful. I think they'll come back, um, you know, re- resilient and, and be ready to go on Monday. And, and you use this as a, as a learning tool. 
Um, and, and I think because, again, of the pride that our guys have, uh, I definitely think that uh, we'll be able to learn from it. Break down the offense in the same way for me. Over the last two weeks, seven points and 13 points. I don't care how good your defense plays with the schedule you guys run. going to be hard to win ball games putting up seven and 13. Uh, you know, we're, we're still growing, and uh, coaches are working extremely hard, and the young men are working extremely hard. And and when you, when you you know, go put the time in, it, it is easy to get frustrated. And, and I think there's uh, a lot to be said about the resiliency of these young men and, and the, the work ethic they have uh, because they are putting time in. And it, it's a growing process, and, and we're still trying to find the, the right mix. And, uh, you know, we're, we're – we're not putting ourselves in any good situations uh, sometimes, uh, you know, with, with down in, down in distance. And, and that's, uh, that's been our Achilles heel a little bit with what's going on is we can't, can't get ahead of the chains at times. But uh, it's something that we're, we're going to work extremely hard on, and, and we believe in these young men. And uh, it, it's something that, you know, we, we continue to, to kind of go back and forth with, with you know, when, when's it going to click? Um, it, it's got to click, and, and we know it will, and we just got to keep believing and keep working, and, um, you know, the time will come. And, and so we just got to keep the faith with these young men and or keep the faith with, with the young men. As coaches, we do. We got we to gotta keep the faith with them and, and believe in each other and, and be able to take care of each other. And, uh, you know, football is the ultimate team sport, and, and sometimes when you split, uh, it can get ugly. And, and so, you know, you got to keep these young men together. You got to keep your arms around them. You got to love on them and and keep the keep the faith in in them. And uh, they know that we believe in them. And uh, you know we it, it's going to happen for us. Head coach Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats coach. Before we let you go, you start two and zero. You're now sitting at two and two. How do you reevaluate and just kind of reset this week at 500 with a whole lot of football in front of you? Well, you said it. There's still a whole lot of football left, and and you know on on the flip side of that, there's not a whole lot of football left. There's only six guaranteed games left, and you know we kind of drove that home last night that that with with some of our seniors and stuff. You know, you've only got six games left guaranteed in your high school career. What what do you want to make of it? You know, and and if you're a junior, you've only got sixteen games left in your career. Um, and and how fast it goes by, and and young men every year they talk about coach. Uh, you know, you told us it would go by fast, but man, we never we never dreamed it would go this fast. And and so it's something that uh, you got to be passionate about. And and we're going to reset. And uh, you know, last night's over. There's nothing you can go back and do about it now. Uh, you got to move forward. And and so we're we're going to go ahead and move forward today. And uh, you know, be talking to uh, to our staff. And and hopefully our young men are going to be able to clear their minds and and come back in fresh on on Monday, ready to go to work. Monterey head coach Scott Hughes after a tough 13, 35-13 loss last night at home to Clay County. Now we head to White County where they suffered their second straight loss in another back-and-forth affair, a 28-26 two-point thriller with Stone Memorial. Head coach Curtis Beatty with us now. Uh, coach, what does it say about your team that you've had back-to-back extremely close ball games? I think I think our kids are playing hard, and uh, we're getting better, and and we're doing a lot of a lot of good things, but we can't get over the hump right now because we we do just enough to shoot ourselves in the foot to keep ourselves out of it. Last night you got to miss extra point. We're going in at half, and uh, 
get a fumble on the two yard line and you know you get a a holding call or, or a pass interference call or something as you get a team to third and 15 you get a stop you know just the small things right now they're are just catching up with us at the unopportune times closing out games you you kind of mentioned it there how do you guys kind of work to learn that and get better at that as this week goes on coming up next week well, I mean, we just got to continue playing games and, and being put in situations like that. Uh, we got a, we got a whole bunch of kids that uh, just played their fourth high school football game ever, and uh, I know you can't make excuses. And hey, they got to they got to keep getting better and moving on. And and but the only way to do that is play more games. You mentioned or have mentioned to me before getting the offense and the defense to play. Uh, four quarters together, right? You have nights where your offense has been really good, nights where your defense has been really good. Uh, last night, do you feel like your your defense or your offense uh, performed uh, better, and, and where do you grow in each aspect? Uh, well, I mean, our defense played lights out. Uh, we gave up a kickoff return. Uh, you, you got Stone Memorial Panther team coming in, Coach Samber. He does a great job. And uh, for our defense, on to truthfully only give up three scores, and and one of those uh, was a we gave them a little short field on offense. So I think our offense played uh, not up to their capabilities in the first half. Uh, in the third, fourth quarter, uh, the offense played really well, uh, and the defense, like I said, I, I don't I think it was a full team effort last night, but it just wasn't full four quarters out of both sides. We we had to let up on defense where we. We gave up a drive that was uh, heckled with penalties. Some deserved, some not so much. But uh, you know, we just like you said earlier, we 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 haven't put two sides of the football together for four quarters just yet. When you feel like you pick up penalties that some are deserved, some maybe not so much. Either way, how do you coming up in the next week? How do you coach those guys like? To keep that effort, we want you to still play through the whistle and play hard, uh, but obviously can't have costly flags. Right. Well, the the ones that the ones that frustrate you as the coach uh, are are things that you you can control as a player, like uh, saying things or, or or celebration penalties or something like that. And those things are you just got to continually get on these kids and I mean run them, set them, whatever it takes to get those. The effort penalties, you know, we you got a bang bang play on the sideline. And the official decides, hey, judge the call. If the kid was on the white line when we hit him, it's hard to coach a kid on that. He's playing football. He's trying to play through the whistle, and you just say, hey, got to try to check up a little bit better. But you know, holding different, you know, the standard football penalties, those are hard to coach because something like that can be called on every single play, and it all depends on what the referee sees and how he judges things. Well, if there's anything we know about uh, a Curtis Beatty coach team, uh, it's that you guys will will get up, dust it off, and get ready next week. How do you do that, though? How do you reset at two and two after starting two and zero? What's the message on Monday to kind of clean the slate and start the season almost anew at two and two now? Well, we told these kids at the beginning of the year our, our goal is to get in the playoffs, and that, that's still on the table. 
one loss in the region, one loss non-region. None of that. None of that takes you completely out of the playoffs. It could affect your seeding, but it doesn't take you out. They take four teams out of this region, and that's the message. Hey, we got to continue chipping away, chipping away, and come week ten, we want to be uh, one of those four teams getting a chance to go to the playoffs. Uh, that way, we can play eleven games. Head coach Curtis Beatty, White County Warriors. Coach, before I let you go, you, you talked about it there. The goal is to be one of those four teams at the end of Week 10. I'm going to ask you straight up, what is it going to take? What does it take in this region to be one of those four teams for the White County Warriors? Well, obviously for the White County Warriors, uh, they got, we got to stop getting getting in our own way. Uh, I, I asked our office coordinator last night, met him, real good buddies. At some point, we're going to have to unload our own gun and quit shooting ourselves in the foot. That's the number one thing that we have to do to to be one of those four teams. And, and two, this, this region is really good, really, really good. So we've got to bring our A game, play four quarters of football every night, um, and then we'll see where we fall. White County head coach Curtis Beatty, after falling 28-26 to Stone Memorial last night, I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Your front row seat to every game around UC Sports Nation. The High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry back with you on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We heard from Adam Kane earlier in the show. Now we speak with the man who will coach another game today, Houston Academy head coach Matt Hauser. Uh, coach, thanks for hopping on with me. 35-14, not indicative of how competitive this game was. What do you think of your team's performance last night? Well, it's, it always stings to to come away with a loss. I mean, it really does, and these kids fought incredibly hard. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people expected us to be in the game. Upperman's probably the best team uh, to this point in the season in our region. Um, a lot of people picked it to be a blowout, and it's 21-14 on fourth down in the fourth. And if we make a stop right there, you know, we've got a short field. And they converted. They do what good teams do. They lined up and executed their play, converted, and went down and scored. And, you know, 28-14, we have the ball back, and we throw a late interception trying to make something happen. And then they end up, um, you know, put getting one in late probably last 30 seconds of the game. But, you know, that's, that happens in football. It's our job to try to finish games, and we'll keep working. Our kids are, are fighting hard, and they're doing they're playing really hard. What did you think of your quarterback, Brody Coffey's performance? Felt like uh, last night he was really in sync, a lot of good throws, trusted his legs when he needed to. Uh, felt like the best performance we've seen out of him this year. You know, he did a great job of, of um, making some throws and doing some things, but at the same time, um, at the same time, I think that um, – you know, our offensive line did a, a good job of giving him some time to throw the ball. He, um, he did a lot of things with his legs, which we have to have him do. He's so uh, athletic back there. But he had some guys making some good catches, runs after catches. We had run, tailbacks that were making some runs. Uh, you know, we spread the ball out quite a bit um, and moved the ball. You know, that we knew it would be tough to move the ball. Upperman is, is one of the best tackling teams. They don't miss a lot of tackles in space. Um, but we we knew it'd be tough, and we came down. We got a couple of scores, and we gave ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter, and just wasn't enough to come away with it in the end. 
we self-evaluate a lot with the players. We talk about the performances they had. I know it's about the guys on the field, but I do want to ask, how do you feel like you guys as a coaching staff did tonight? It felt like one of the better games you guys have called. You found some advantages in the run game, in the pass game, and were able to limit an offense that, like you talked about, has some really explosive big athletes. Well, I think our coaches do a great job. Maybe I'm a little biased, but we've got a lot of coaches that take a lot of time <clears throat> away from their jobs and families and, and get here and, and put in a lot of hours and uh, you know the kids respond to them they love the kids and that's what it's all about I thought our defensive staff did a great job Upperman is so big they're so physical um, and our they, we put them in good spots and kids played hard uh, we missed a tackle early on a run that, that uh, they scored on that was so close um, offensively our, our staff works hard on the offensive side of the ball they you know, they they take pride in what they do, and we've had a lot of coaches just talk to us from opposing teams about um, the way our kids are playing. You know, they're talking about how hard our kids are playing and how they're doing things the right way. So that speaks volumes for our kids and our coaches, and, and you know, we're, we'll continue to work hard. we got a long season ahead, um, so we'll keep working. You guys obviously also, uh, you know, did a great job tonight staying in the game. You play through all four quarters, despite what the score is. Uh, you you called a late timeout, and you kind of talked to me uh, about it before we got on. But uh, tell the people the reason you called that late timeout, how you why you thought and felt like that was the right decision for the kids. Well, there's 33 seconds to go, and we've got a timeout in our pocket. The chances of us of us coming back down two scores are slim, but you know, two plays before that we had knocked the ball out and it was loose and we just didn't recover the fumble. And you know, as long as there's time left on the clock, um, we're not gonna just concede. We're going to fight, we're gonna do things. And calling a timeout there, a lot of people probably wouldn't and just tried to end the game, but you know, we have a timeout left and our kids are wanting to fight. We're going to fight. We're not just gonna, you know, wave a white flag. So unfortunate that they scored on the next play we had a couple guys you know we're in that situation we're trying to rip the ball loose and create a fumble and um, he just made a great run ran through about four or five arm tackles and made a touchdown but you know things like that happen I mean it, it, the score the score was what it was the game was closer than it was with the final score but you know at the end of the day it's a loss it doesn't matter if it's one point or 100 points it's a loss um, so we've got to we've got to correct some things uh, get some things going in the right direction and, and make sure that we've, you know, continue to improve each and every week. How do you turn the page now and look forward to a game less than 24 hours? Actually, just later today, going to head up to Jenkins, Kentucky. We know about the, the safety things you guys have, have put into effect and taken care of, but how do you get 16, 17-year-old kids just mentally to turn the page and, and get set for another ball game here later today? You know, I don't, I don't think it's – tough to get them prepared to play I mean I think they would they would play seven days a week if you'd let them they love playing games it's a practice that that's tough you know it's hard to get motivated to get out and practice against yourself all the time these kids want to play they came to me after the Weiss Creek game was um, considered a no contest and they're like coach we want to play another game and I was like well our only option may be on a Saturday and they're like we don't care we want to go play we want to we want to have the opportunity to get our 10th game in um said last night after the game we did some ice baths with the kids to help with recovery um we'll continue to monitor kids kids that got banged up or played a lot of snaps won't play um but we'll do the little things that we need to to make sure that we're just like if it was a friday night game or a monday jv game we're gonna evaluate everything we do and make sure that we're taking care of the kids and go out and try to get a win
All right, head coach Matt and Hauser, before we let you go, uh, is there anything you know about Jenkins Independent School? Anything uh, we can we can know or that you might have seen? So Jenkins is, um, you know, they're, they've played football a lot in the past, but in, it, when COVID hit, like a lot of small-town schools, it uh, affected their football program and sports and their athletic program in general. Um, so they've been working to get the program back. They've been um, – in the weight room and doing spring practice and doing some things the last couple of years to build the program back up. And now they're playing a 10 game season. They've got, you know, 35 kids on a roster. I mean, so it's, it's, they've, they've done a good job of building their numbers up and they're just trying to get, get the program going in the right direction. They, they had some um, good seasons in the past. It's not a, just a uh, program that's never had some, some success. So we've got to, you know, show up, um, play hard, play physical, and play our brand of football and, you know, come away with a win. win. He'll coach again today. 4.30 coverage will be coverage will begin at 4.15. Kickoff at 4.30 between Livingston Academy and Jenkins Independent School. I'll be on the call. I'm Colin Castleberry, and we are live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. The decisions that change the games. Explained here. The Mountain Bar Builders High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is Colin Castleberry on the High School Playbook. The Dragons of York are 3-0. and And now we speak with their head coach, Derwin Wright. Uh, coming off the bye week and in your first road game, a nice 27-17 win at Bledsoe County. Uh, Coach Wright, how are you feeling with where your team sits at this moment? Well, you know, they exposed a lot of things last night. I, I felt like, uh, you know, Bledsoe did a really good job up front. Uh, I think uh, they they played better than we did up front in the first half. You know, we go in at halftime uh, down 17-14, but, uh, you know, came back in the third quarter and put, put together some good drives, and then Aiden Sweat Thomas uh, had a great night for us. He had a 76-yard interception return for touchdown. And, uh, was able to come away with a win, but, you know, the bye week, uh, it was early, and uh, I think, you know, we relaxed and we didn't play as well as we could last night. You and me have talked about several times, this is a veteran Dragons team led by veteran guys, but what does it say about the team as a whole that you go in down 17-14, Big response in the second half, including the interception returned by by Aiden Sweat Thomas. Well, you know, it, it was it was you know when I was talking to guys at halftime about what was going on, what we were doing, and you just seeing that they knew, you know, they knew, they knew, and, and that's what veteran teams do. They knew what they were doing wrong and came out in the third quarter, took the opening drive right down the field and uh, punched it in, you know, to, to to take the lead and just didn't look back, but. Uh, you know, we we weren't uh, we weren't sharp. I think our passing game was not what it what it can be, and we've got to get the ball. We've got to get our timing better on our passing game, and and that that's a weapon for us. But we're we're relying too heavy on the run right now. A lot of coaches would tell you getting tested like that this early in the season can be a good thing. What did you like about you know seeing that test? maybe not playing your best, still being able to come out with a W, but gives you a whole lot to look at and a whole lot to work on this next week. 
Exactly. That's exactly what I told the guys after the game. You know, that was, uh, that was you know, we knew Bledsoe was, uh, you know, the well-coached team and that uh, had had some really good offensive, defensive linemen. And, uh, you know, we told them that they stepped up in the second half and I was, pr- you know, proud of the way they played the second half and the defense bounced back, you know, came out. <laughs> wouldn't perform at our best, made some mistakes and uh, blowed a couple coverages, but, uh, you know, we came away with the win, and that, that's that's what was important. But we're going to take this film, and uh, you know, I, I think this this game, taking it and studying it, it, it's going to really make we're going to make big improvement between this week and next week. Your defense pitched a shutout in the second half. What was the adjustment on the defensive side at, at halftime that? Led to the Aiden Sweat Thomas interception, but but also led to you guys being able to hold Bledsoe County off the board. Well, we were, we were making mistakes in the in, in our safeties. You know, we had to involve them in the run game, and they were getting up too tight. And we just went back, and to be honest with you, the, the adjustment was to just play our base defense, and uh, you know, we got ourselves out of position, and just said, you know, hey, go back to what we do, and uh, you know, we're not we're not we're not slant in the front, we're just going to play straight up and, and key, read your keys and let's play defense, and that's what we did. You mentioned on the other side, your, your pass game wasn't quite where you wanted it to be. Will that be the emphasis offensively this week, getting that back in sync after, as you kind of self-described there, uh, a bye week that, that took you guys out of rhythm? Absolutely that, and just, uh, you know, working on like all coaches tell you, working on playing with our pads lower and, and uh, you know, getting off blocks. We didn't do a great job getting off blocks last night. And then on the offensive side, we, you know, we know who we're, we, we know who we're supposed to, you know, our assignment is and what we're doing. But we're, when we get there, we're not driving our legs. We're just not maintaining blocks. Head coach Derwin Wright, York Institute Dragons coach, uh, before we let you go, uh, maybe a pretty existential question, but. Uh, despite everything with the bye week and not playing your best at times, you're three and zero. What does that What does that feel like? What is the feeling around the program, knowing that when you look at that loss column, there's still a zero despite any and everything? Well, you know, as as the season goes on, and the, you know, as it's, it's told kids, first game you can't win them all if you don't win the first one. Won the first one, and then you know, it's 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 an, uh, every week. Basically, I just tell them, you know, we're O and O. Let's see what you know. Let's see, we've come out one and O this week, and, and uh, just hope to build on it, you know. But uh, we've got some, we've got some really great teams to play, and uh, a long season to go. And you know, uh, just just hope we can just maintain it and, and stay healthy. York Institute head coach Dr- Derwin Wright, almost a dragon, right? But uh, coach of the Dragons is three and O after a twenty-seven seventeen win. At Bledsoe County last night, I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Rewind the film. Review the plays. The high school playbook. Available on demand. UCSportsNation.com. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry. The Panthers remain undefeated with a thrilling win over White County. We heard from Warriors head coach Curtis Beatty earlier. Now we close it out speaking with Stone Memorial's Derek Sandberg. Thanks for joining me, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me, Colin. Uh, 
I'll give you whatever voice I've got left uh, after last night's game. Just <laughs> proud of our kids, man. Another, you said it, thriller, something we've kind of grown accustomed to uh, over a great White County team last night. Uh, great battle. We was glad to see our boys pull it out, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to be uh, feeling pretty good uh, after, you know, starting 4-0, a couple thrillers, finding a way to win in several different types of ball games. What is the feeling around the program? Yeah, you know, just excitement. Uh, last night was not a perfect game by any stretch. It was really ugly at times. Uh, too many penalties, too many uh, miscues, not playing our technique. Um, and hats off to Trip Pinion and, and White County's entire team. And uh, even when your technique's pretty good, he can make it look pretty bad. So, um, yeah, you know, the, the locker room was fired up. Obviously, the kids are excited. Uh, everybody enjoys winning. Everything's a little better that Saturday morning after a win. Uh, but I, I think last night the locker room was exhausted a lot because that was a, that was a back-and-forth game for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely the kind of game that every coach maybe doesn't love and the fans absolutely are enthralled with. Uh, your offense shows up again in the end. They put up enough to win the game. What are you guys doing so well offensively, whether it's domination or just doing enough to get a win? We were a little more multiple last night, Colin, and ran the ball really well. Uh, we are proud of 28 points, but pretty disappointed in the sense that uh, we had two scores called back, and then uh, we were stopped at the one. I think we may have gotten in. Our quarterback had to come out because his helmet was ripped off in the bottom of a pile. We ended up not scoring on the one-yard line. And so, uh, you know, I think I said it could be a week. Just feel like we've left some meat on the bone offensively and, and not put up as many points as we probably should have uh, because of penalties, turnovers, etc. On the other side of that, though, your defense seems to pick you up in those situations. Uh, did what needed to be done last night. Let's get really specific, too, because you're going up against a guy in Trip Pinion that, as you mentioned, uh, kind of in the lead-up to the game, leading the state in rushing, top ten in the country. What were you guys able to do? just to limit him because you're not going to stop him. Yeah, I mean, that was the hope was, was to make it as difficult for him as, as we could, you know, not let him take multiple 50, 60, 70-yard carries as he's grown accustomed to doing. But, you know, I challenged our defense before we ever left the field last Friday night after the Cumberland County game. I said, you know, the challenge starts now with, with your preparation, how you take care of your body, how you get ready to go. And uh, I told them, you know, only one defense in the state is facing the state's leading rusher. And that was our guys last night. And he, he certainly got his yards, uh, but we were happy to pick up the win and contain him when we had to. Where do you guys have to continue to improve? I mean, even at, at 4-0, and I know as a, as a coach, I know you've got plenty of places and, and little things that you guys are going to clean up over the next week. Yeah, just some little execution stuff. Uh, and then penalties. We've got to clean those up. Um, something I'm sitting here watching on film right now, Colin, just trying to make a cut up of those penalties and, and show those to the kids and see where we can make corrections, uh, clean that stuff up and not let it be something that beats us going forward. Derek Samberstone, Memorial head coach. Uh, coach, the cleaning up is one thing. You mentioned, though, offense leaving some stuff on the bone. What do you guys have to do this week in practice to begin to get to a point where you're cleaning the wing, if I may use a, a buffalo wing metaphor? Yeah, man, that's that's the hope. Uh, certainly just going to hold them accountable into a high standard like we do every week. 
I was really proud, you know, schematically. I, I mentioned we were a lot more multiple. We put a lot on them this week uh, and was proud the way they practiced that and then executed that. Um, some of that stuff, uh, again, Colin, I've asked you this before, but if, if you've got advice on how receivers uh, avoid holding calls on the perimeter uh, when they try to let guys go and whatever else, I'm certainly open to that. You know, you're probably asking the wrong guy, but it's certainly something we'll address with our kids and, and hope is corrected down the road. Well, Coach, before we let you go, the final question, I suppose, is this. Uh, you've got a quarterback in Nick Osmond who's getting better each and every week. Where did he get better this week? Where can he get better next week? Because he's becoming one of those guys that we have to talk about week in and week out. Well, Nick was really, really good situationally last night, Colin. He's um, completed some big third and fourth down footballs. We didn't throw the ball around quite as much as we normally do last night. But he was really good situationally in those big moments uh, with his arm and even with his legs. So uh, that's probably what I'm most proud of. We've been road warriors to this point. We've Three of our four games have been on the road. And, man, that was just an incredible environment. Uh, he was facing a gunslinger in his own right across from him in Trip Pinion. And Nick was really, really good situationally. So he asked me to brag on something with him this week. And I can certainly do it every week. But this week it was situational football that I was probably most proud of. Stone Memorial head coach Derek Samberg coming off a 28-26 win over White County last night to remain undefeated at 4-0. Quickly elsewhere, Upperman defeats L.A. 35-14. DeKalb County over Watertown 20-10. Lebanon over Cookville 41-17. Cumberland County a blowout of Pickett 63-0. York at Bledsoe County was a 27-17 Dragons win. Jackson County 47-7 falls to Westmoreland. Warren County, a 53-13 loss hosting Mount Juliet, and Clay County defeating Monterey 35-13. I'm Colin Castleberry, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This has been the High School Playbook. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.